For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. It's the Hoop Ball Clippers podcast. Brandon Marcus here. Hope you're having a fantastic start to your weekend wherever you are. A very special podcast today. I'm actually doing this one from a hotel room, so the audio not quite the same as usual. I apologize for that. Don't have my mixer, don't have my microphone. I'm actually using a headset, and good old Dan Vespers is busy recording this podcast as I actually tape it. So the wonders of technology as I'm able to do a podcast from a hotel room to keep you posted on what's been going on and offer my thoughts on the win over the Portland Trailblazers and the loss to the Milwaukee Bucks. First, I want to quickly touch on the Milwaukee game. There's not a whole lot to discuss when it comes to that game, obviously, because Kawhi is out. We'll touch on that subject in just a second. But once again, we see this team, the Milwaukee Bucks, obviously are extremely talented with Giannis. Uh, Bledsoe is great to see him back on the Clippers floor, but we see this Clippers team as one that refuses to give up. Does not matter what the score is. Does not matter who is on the floor. All that matters is that this team is going to try and win each and every night. And it has been incredibly impressive to watch this team continue to excel under Doc Rivers. I mean, Trez, to go and score 34 points and add 13 rebounds. And for Lou Williams, a guy that's known for his scoring, but let's not forget this guy is a very good passer as well. 11 assists in that game against Milwaukee. He had eight against Portland. This is a guy that's going to continue to add assists as well as score the basketball. So he's finding his teammates and scoring as well. But clearly that loss was not great. A five-point loss to Milwaukee. You don't love to see an L. That red L is never a good thing. But that being said, if the Clippers can go and compete with this Milwaukee Bucks team without Kawhi Leonard and without Paul George, it tells you how good this team is and how good this team is capable of being. And it really impresses me to see this team come out each and every night and compete. It does not matter who is starting, whether it's Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams, Shamit, Green, Harkless, Zubats, Patrick Patterson, every single person on the floor is contributing. And I cannot be more excited for the rest of the season because of a game like that loss to the Bucks. No Kawhi, no PG. You still have everyone else fighting and scoring the basketball. Trez goes and scores 34. Lou goes and scores 34. Both guys have double-doubles. Great to see Pat Beverly get his shot going with 20 points and 10 rebounds in that game. Pat is going to be a very important part of what the Clippers do. And it's obviously not just because of his defense, but he's going to be getting a lot of open looks, whether it's Paul George that's kicking it out to him, Kawhi, Lou, it does not matter. This guy is not going to attract anybody on the defensive end for the opponents. So when, when Clippers have the ball on offense, 
He is going to be open. And if he's able to hit shots, the Clippers will be impossible. And I mean impossible to beat. Now let's talk about the game against Portland. A game in which the Clippers, frankly, should have led by more at the half. I don't think they played very well in that second quarter. Um, They only scored 21 points, and it clearly showed. They were not shooting the ball well. Kawhi was not good at all, at all, in the first half. But once again, he had a stellar, stellar second half. And it's amazing to see what Kawhi Leonard has done in the fourth quarters of these games. And he has just been absolutely sensational. I want to tell you guys something. Remember when we had Tomer on? Remember him? He's a tremendous, tremendous writer. He covered the LA Clippers, obviously, for Clutch Points app. He put together some stats, and I want to to read them to you, about how well he has been doing in the fourth quarter. Last time out, that obviously is the game against Portland. 18 points, 6 rebounds, and assists. The game before that, 18 points, 2 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals. Before that, 15 points, two rebounds, two steals. This is not for a game. This is just the fourth quarter. The game before that, 10 points, two rebounds, one assist. The game before that, 13 points, two rebounds, four assists, two steals, and a block. He's contributing. Obviously, his numbers are incredible. I mean, his first seven games scoring, once again, this is credit to Tomer, 30, 21, 27, 30, 38, 30, 27. That is why you went through the ups and downs of the last several years for these types of games where Kawhi Leonard takes over in the fourth quarter and wins you basketball games. You lose games and you go through what they want to call, quote unquote, the process so you can get a guy like Kawhi Leonard. He's bought into what the Clippers are doing and he has been incredible this season in a Clippers uniform. Now for that game in the fourth quarter, I thought that it was interesting the most of the scoring was done for Portland by Whiteside. That again shows you that that's another Clippers ball game where the studs for the other team. Remember when Anthony Davis and LeBron were shut down in that first game of the season in the second half? Well, the same was done with Lillard and McCullum. They were non-existent in that second half, particularly that fourth quarter. And if the Clippers continue to do that and shut down the opponent's superstar, they're going to continue to come back in games and extend leads in games when they shut down the opponent's top players. And it tells you how much this defense has improved. It's going to continue to improve when you add Paul George. And from my point of view, there's nothing better than seeing good defense. Because not only is it great, obviously, to see the opponent not continue to increase their total, but normally good defense is going to lead to good offense. You're going to get good looks on the offensive end, whether it's in transition or it's getting that stop to invoke some confidence in a guy maybe like Landry Shamit, you can then run a play for him in an open set. I think it helps a lot for the Clippers to get their defense right. The offense is going to be there. I really am confident in that. I think you have enough offensively with Lou and Trez and PG and then guys chipping in, obviously, Jermichael Green, Shamit, Beverly, Zoo, Harkless. There's a lot of guys there that are going to contribute throughout this entire season. Now, one last thing before we bid adieu, because it's going to be a short podcast, but I want to make sure to get something to you guys, obviously, to discuss these last couple of games. The schedule, obviously, has been absolutely nuts. I mean, I, if you knew my schedule, you'd understand. Uh, like I said, during this doing this podcast from a hotel room, actually, 
um, in Oregon. But I do want to discuss this Kawhi Leonard issue, this load management. If you've listened to the last couple of podcasts, you know my point of view on this. And you know that I was a little upset when he didn't play in the first back-to-back. I thought he for sure would. And then I thought that he would probably play in both games of this back-to-back. Then, obviously, things change when you hear about what's going on behind the scenes. And supposedly, it looks like Kawhi is not healthy enough to play in back-to-back games, which means that two things are happening. Number one, you obviously heard a media day when Kawhi says he's the healthiest he's ever been. That load management thing is not going to continue. Number two, to piggyback off that, what it shows me is that the Clippers are doing whatever it takes to make Kawhi happy. And that is incredibly important. Doc is obviously talking about how Kawhi is fine. And then obviously he doesn't play. So we're very confused. Is he fine or is he hurt? Doc is doing whatever he needs to do to satisfy the media in that given game. But more importantly, to satisfy Kawhi Leonard. Clearly, Kawhi does not want his medical information out there. This is now the third team that Kawhi has been to where we really have not found out many details about what's going on behind the scenes with Kawhi. With the Spurs, we had no idea what the injury was. With Toronto, he was sitting out a lot of back-to-backs. We still didn't know what the injury was. We still have no real idea. We know that it's a knee issue for him and that clearly the leg is still not 100%. What does that mean? How bad is it? We have no idea. We really have no idea. But you heard the numbers I said earlier and how good Kawhi Leonard has been and his production. It's obviously not bad enough where he can't produce at a high level. And what's scary is that this guy somehow gets even healthier at some point over the next couple months. He's going to take it to another level. He already was a great scorer. He's showing this year he's a great distributor. But if he can take it to another level, he's going to be unstoppable. And for me, I'm really glad to see that the Clippers are doing what they're doing. I didn't have all the information at first, and that's why I would have liked to see him play if he was healthy. But now we're finding out that he's not 100% healthy. And the Clippers got fined, which was hilarious, honestly, that they were fined not for sitting him on a back-to-back, but for Doc Rivers saying that he – he being Kawhi, was healthy when he actually wasn't. So apparently it was bad information that was given, and that was the reason they were fine. Not because he sat out of back-to-back, because the NBA clearly has seen the medicals and they're okay with him sitting in the back-to-back, but it was because of the information being leaked out to the media. I got to tell you guys, I'm a big soccer guy. There are so many managers in Europe that are lying to the media about whether players are healthy. It's crazy. We're used to the injury reports, In basketball and the NFL, guys are questionable, they're probable, they're out. Soccer doesn't have that. Guys just either show up in the starting 11 or on the bench or they're just excluded. And we have no idea until the game actually happens. Whereas in the NBA and NFL, we know about these things beforehand. Before lineups come out, we know about this stuff. In shoot-arounds, we find out if guys are hurt. So we take it for granted how much information we actually get. And how much we have. And in this case, we don't have all the information on Kawhi Leonard. And honestly, it does not matter. What matters is that he's healthy enough to produce and help this Clippers team. One final note. Very excited to see that Paul George is coming back soon. It seems like he's going to be returning 
to full practice tomorrow, recording this podcast on Friday. It seems like his first five-on-five practice practice is going to be on Saturday. And then when will he return to the floor? That's the biggest question. It seems like it'll be either the 13th at Houston or the 14th at New Orleans. I would be surprised if he's thrown in there at Houston for a couple of reasons. Number one, I think it just gives him an extra day. Number two, I don't think Houston's pace is something that you want to throw Paul George into. I understand New Orleans has a high pace too, but I just don't think you want to throw Paul George in there in his first game against James Harden and against Russell Westbrook. I don't think it makes a lot of sense. Now, could you possibly sit him for both Houston and New Orleans and then debut at home on the 16th against Atlanta? That's possible too, but it doesn't matter. He's coming back. I'm excited. A big thank you to Dan for helping out and recording this podcast. I'll be back next week, and we'll chat about these games coming up. Toronto on Monday, Wednesday at Houston, Thursday at New Orleans, Saturday against Atlanta. We'll have a podcast for you, most likely after that game against Toronto. So we'll try and get one out to you on Tuesday. And by then, hopefully, we have more information on Paul George. So until next time, I'm Brandon Marcus saying so long. Hope you've enjoyed this Hoopball Clippers podcast. And we'll talk to you next time. Go Clips. This has been a Hoopball presentation. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.